Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome once again to Bread and Circus Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Here. How you doing, Crow? Pretty good. What's new? Oh, I just made myself a fresh uh, sour mix for my whiskey. Okay. With, uh, with Myers lemons and uh, free range limes. <laughs> free range limes? Yeah, that's or, you know, just a nice way of saying organic. Uh, okay. All right. So I got myself a little... Uh, old granddad whiskey with the with the sour mix and uh living life living it's gonna life. be one of those nights huh well it's got a giant ice cube in there so it looks like it's a full glass but it's probably like you know one quarter okay is that your big ball of an ice cube Mm-hmm. all right all right <sighs> do you ever use the one i got you that like the ice is half the glass yeah yeah the, it's like a square glass with a diagonal cut of ice Yep. Yeah, it's cool. Just not now, though, huh? I don't use it now because I put everything in storage while I'm trying to buy a house, and I don't know where anything is anymore. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Uh, so I got a question for you. All right. With a follow-up question after it. Do you have any uh, classified documents in your house? Um, I think I might have to get some interns to look, just to be sure. Are you sure? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, unless the interns interns come in here and, you know, toss everything around and look for it, I, I can't be sure I don't have any. Well, you know, if you're going to have interns you uh, do it, you should make sure they have ins, uh, security clearance. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Not well, necessary. Yeah, I, there's, there's a precedent for that. We don't, we don't need security clearance for that. Yeah. So uh, Joe Biden's been uh, basically dropping documents left and right that he's had someplace and no one seems to want to say what they are, or what level of classification they are, or what's in them, and why the hell he's even got the damn thing. Now, aren't they saying that some of these documents are from when he was in the Senate, not vice president? Yeah, and there's tons of people on the on the left saying, well, this isn't like when Trump did it. Um, and I think they're absolutely right, but not for the reasons they think. You know, uh, Trump had things like, and of course, we don't know everything he had. But uh, the only reason that the uh, the uh, National Archives or whatever wanted to get his was somebody narked on him and said, oh, yeah, we saw him packing up some boxes and stuff like no president's ever done that before. Yeah. And so they went down there and asked and the FBI found out that he had private security there and they had Secret Service there. The, the documents were in a locked room that no one had access to or no one who wasn't supposed to had access to. So they asked him to put another lock on it, which he did. And then the archives said, uh, well, you know what? We want him back. And it turns out a couple of the things in there were like letters from Kim Jong-un, yeah. which Trump was like, hey, those are mine. You know, he wrote them to me. Yeah. And uh, so they made a big stink over what appears to be stuff that didn't really matter, that no one could get to. I mean, you can't just wander onto the grounds of Mar-a-Lago. You need to be let in. There's security and all this stuff. So... Yeah, that was different than having them in your freaking garage like uh, like Joe did. Yep. 
had him in his garage and he had him at the uh, Penn Biden Institute at the University of Pennsylvania and he had him in a private office somewhere and they dated back to when he was a senator. You know, some of them did. What the hell has he got them for? What are they? And at least Trump could say, hey, I declassified these. And even if he's wrong, um, that's no excuse for Biden to have him when he was a vice president and a senator when he can't declassify documents. Yeah. So what do you think? Why is this coming up now? Do you think somebody's trying to get rid of him or what? Well, we talked about this a little bit last week, and I mean, it does seem like his own party is trying to sabotage him. Well, there's more documents now, and I guess that's why we're talking about it again. Um, but I look at it like, you know, if if they were really trying to sabotage him, why would some of these people sort of be jumping ship? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they would be in on it. So if someone's sabotaging him, I don't know who it is. I mean, I certainly am open to the idea, but it sort of becomes difficult to figure out who it is with, you know. I mean, they certainly aren't letting uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre in on the joke. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are hanging her out to dry. Yeah. Yeah. And she is not good at her job. So. Nope. Ugh. It's terrible. <laughs> so, I don't know. What do you what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I just don't understand the, the whole... Um, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, there's got to be a reason for that. It, 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 you know, these 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 aides or these lawyers or whoever discovered these documents. Um, there, I'm sure there's an unspoken agreement that you know anything that's damaging to your boss, you go. Uh, you know, this has been here since he was a senator. Nobody knows we found this. Uh, there's a fire pit right here, <laughs> and uh, we're cold, so let's make a fire. And you think that would be what would be happening. So they must really fucking hate him. So for the record, you are uh, you are pro-destroying top-secret uh, documents. I'm pro-making a fire to warm your cold bones. <laughs> okay. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And if, uh, if documents that are supposed to be... Just so to happen to be nearby. I mean, I'd say just... that if you have a stack of money, you know, if it's... You know, the foreign currency, say, from, like, say, like, China or yeah, from like Russia, money. Yeah, um, you know, money. and you're cold and you have a fire pit. I mean, what good is that money, really, other than to warm yourself? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of Russian money, did you hear about this uh, FBI agent, this highly placed FBI agent who is going to uh, he's going to be indicted now for. Um, yeah. Wasn't he all over the Russian collusion bullshit? Yeah, he was, oh, Trump's colluding with Russia, and it turns out that this dude was actually colluding with Russia. Well, it's exactly uh, what they do. They they point to the other, what is it, uh, the uh, rules for radicals, or not rules for radicals, you know, accuse your enemy of what you're doing? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, who do these people think they are that you're, that you're going to get away with this? They think, I mean, they're, they think I, they're untouchable. Well, I guess that tells us more and more just how much stuff they cover up in Washington because you can no reasonable person would think, well, I can accuse uh, so-and-so of doing the thing I'm doing. Like I couldn't say, Hey, guess what? Uh, Crow's been laundering money uh, out of his basement. And uh, you know, he's, uh, he's got quite an operation there. He's, he, uh, you know, works for this uh, cash business and uh, he drives all over and, 
you know, so he's always moving money around. Meets with shady people. Yeah, meets with shady people. You know, it's got a history of that. Um, and uh, and you know, dyed his hair purple once. And uh, and I look at it and go, I'm I'm laundering money. So you know, with some businesses, so I better make sure that uh, I take the focus off me and put it on him. Yeah. No reasonable person would think that. Because all it would take is someone to go, some of the FBI to be like, so how do you know he's laundering money? Yeah. Well, I just, I know, I could, what do you know about laundering money? Ah, yeah. uh, shit, nothing, <laughs> uh, really. You know, I mean, and this guy accused the freaking president of colluding with Russia yeah. when he was actually colluding with a Russian oligarch. And it wasn't like, you know, like uh, who was... Um, who was Trump's first uh, security head of national security? Flynn. Mm -hmm. When they said, "Oh, Flynn met with the uh, Russian foreign minister," which kind of falls into what the what that job would what entail. What he's supposed to do, yeah. Yeah, um, it wasn't like that. It was, um, or it wasn't even like when Obama told the who's the one guy the Russian. Prime Minister or whatever told him to tell Putin, hey, I'll have more freedom once the elections are passed. You know, yeah. it, it was nothing like that. This guy was actually taking money to get sanctions on this Russian oligarch lessened. And I'm like, that that's not even like sort of, well, you know, there's a gray area here. No, pretty black and white. Pretty black and white. Black and white is what uh, Hunter is doing to Hunter and Biden are doing to make money from Ukraine and China. I mean, it's it's Hunter Biden gets money from being on a board that he has no clue of how, what he's doing and takes the money and distributes a percentage of it to his dad. It's no, no, no. See, I think uh, I think you've misconstrued what's going on here. See, Joe rented Hunter his Rehoboth Beach house for 50,000 okay. a month. Is that what it was? Look, you know, it's a nice place. You know, Hunter was desperate. He needed a place to stay. He was he was on drugs, you know. He uh, He's getting his life together, and he needed a place to stay. So his dad magnanimously rented him his home for 50000 a month. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like something any dad would do for yeah. their kid. Yeah. I mean, the kid was making a lot of money at the time, you know. Yeah. I mean, so you can't just have your kids making that kind well, of thing. He was making the money, but then he was blowing the money. So, you know, uh, no, I think someone was blowing him. <laughs> Hookers and blow. <laughs> so, yeah, that is what was going on. So, ugh. yeah, I just, this stuff is so transparent. I don't know how reasonable. You know, people I haven't heard much from just... Hillary lately. Uh, yeah, I think she's probably going, shit, they're really after these, uh, yeah, classified documents. Yeah, I, like, oh, I wonder if I bleach, bleached my servers enough. <laughs> she's probably calling up Chelsea and being like, Hey, you got any room in your garage for some stuff? Yeah. Start a fire. Let's have a big <laughs> yeah. bonfire this weekend. Yeah. I'm not saying we should destroy any documents. I'm just saying, you know, you want to be warm. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. So the, the FBI, so the initial documents came up from his lawyers or his whatever people his own people and then the fbi did a what a another search of the home his home in delaware that's what happened so like they're saying that uh aren't they saying that the john pierre saying no it was all voluntary the fbi didn't raid his home he said come and take a look and whatever you find you find you know and we'll deal with it 
Is, is that yeah. is that how? I mean, come on. I mean, they didn't raid the home, but the fact that you know he just opened up the doors to them and they they just so happened to find these documents. Some of them are like what fifteen years old from when he was in the Senate. Yeah, it's, it's, and he did thirteen hour search. Yeah, I just it's just, it's just so wacky, and the fact that uh, uh, Nixon got impeached and excoriated and and uh, and his name dragged through the mud for Watergate, which was you know. <laughs> One one hundredth as serious as what's going on with all the fucking uh, Biden shit. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's crazy about this. I don't know if I'd classify Watergate as more or less serious. I just you know, I'd consider was... it less serious, but uh, maybe not one one hundredth less serious. But it was less serious than all the shit that Hunter uh, and Biden are up to, and his brother and all that. Yeah, I think you would probably think that if you if you could figure out if we could see everything that's going on behind the scenes yeah. here. So, I mean, just I think what, what we know Nixon, for what we know what alone. Got Nixon was deli- uh, deleting those tapes. Yeah. You know, I mean, but people want to know what's going on. Uh, we look back at what, what Hillary did and having her aides smash hard drives and bleaching, whatever. Um, it, I mean, <laughs> it's all like par for the course now. It's like, it's uh, blase. No, she cleaned that server with a cloth. What, what do you mean? Wipe it with a cloth? <laughs> <laughs> I was under sniper fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We put our heads mm-hmm. down and ran to the car. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that woman's delusional. Yeah, So absolutely. Uh, speaking of lying liars who lie, mm-hmm. what do you think of this Santos thing? This uh, representative out of uh, Republican out of um, New York. I, who uh, I, yeah. who won, and it turns out he lied about his resume and where he worked and uh, his parents' background and that his mom died in 9-11. And, well, he's just taking a page from Biden. Uh, oh, false equivalency. <laughs> sure. Do you, I, I, I'm getting so tired of people using these phrases that they really don't know what they mean or they're just they're just so overused that it just doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't mean what it means anymore. Doesn't false equivalency mean you're a bigot? I sure. Mean, it's it's kind of yeah. like gaslighting gets used for everything now. When like two, six months to eight months ago, nobody knew what the fuck it was. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm us. on this podcast of not knowing what the hell it was. <laughs> so, uh, false equivalency, slippery slope, all that. Reclaiming kind of... my time. <laughs> uh. No, so I I think. You know, I'm I'm torn on this whole thing. The guy lied to get into his position, and his lies were pretty egregious. Um, now, I don't think they harmed anyone. I still don't think that means, uh, you know, that that it's a good thing. Um, like he didn't he didn't lie about, uh, you know, oh I don't know what was going on in a foreign country in order to start a war or something like that. He didn't do any of that stuff. So nobody's going to die you know, because of this. Honestly, I think what most younger people will think about this, which is pretty much all that matters in voting nowadays, um, anybody under 45 at this point, what they're going to think about this is that, yeah, it's like res- resume padding. We all do it. Well, uh, here's here's one thing I do know. He's gay, so it doesn't matter if you lie. Is that serious? Yeah, he's gay. See, I didn't know much about the story other than the surface level, so I didn't I didn't dig into it. I didn't real honestly, I didn't really even care about this. Well, but but hearing about it, it is it is funny 
that that now that I hear that he's gay, it's just like I think he realizes that he's got levels of he's got levels of armor yeah. that'll keep him from being thrown out or have the rest of the Republicans. You know how they they you know what's the what's the Republican that sh- sh- yelled out "You lie" to Obama? Yeah, I can't remember his name. And how they just oh that's oh it's so racist. This guy we need to get him off every committee and every. It's like it's like because uh, he was a straight white guy. Well, so my feeling on Santos is, you know, yeah, I don't want to encourage people to lie, and I think what he did should disqualify him from public service service when it's that blatant. But then I also think that uh, I don't know saying you were uh, in Vietnam when yeah. you weren't. Or, uh, you know, a lot of the things that, uh, you know, like uh, if you if you said you had evidence of, say, like a president colluding with a foreign power and that the evidence was clear. And then when you were asked to testify under oath, you said, I don't know anything about that because I don't want to perjure myself kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing so or if, you know, like uh, I don't know, slept with a foreign uh, the Chinese spy or had one as a as a. Um, uh, chauffeur and personal assistant didn't tell anybody about that stuff. And when they asked you, oh, I didn't know that, you know, I think, you know, then those things shouldn't disqualify you either. The one thing I'd say that's different is if he's in the house, he's going to be out in two years. Anyway, he's already said he's not running again. The, um, the, uh, 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 Republican national committee is not going to fund him. So he's done. You know, but he'll stay in. So you're saying basically turnabout is fair play. If he might as well just, we might no, as well just I'm do just, the same shit the Democrats do. No, I'm not condoning it at all. I'm just saying if we're going to get rid of people who are lying, then by all means, let's get rid of all of them. Let's get rid of, if you lie on that stuff, then you got to go. Um, and then on top of that, this problem is going to solve itself in less than two years. Well, I do, I do kind of, I viscerally want us to fight. As Republicans, as conservatives, I shouldn't say Republicans, but as conservatives, I want us to fight and not each other, which is what's been going on lately. Well, which always goes on, but I, I don't, and I want to get in the mud a little bit, but I don't, I don't want to get so far in the mud that you, you know, that you have no principles anymore. You know, I guess this is just a non-story to me in the sense that, um, nothing's going to happen with it. Let's just get on with the business of governing. And let's vet these people a little better next time. Yeah. But this I looked at like, hey, you snuck one past me. I'm not happy about it. And you shouldn't be doing that. But uh, this is gonna this problem is gonna solve itself. He's not a senator who's gonna be here for six years, um, or he's not some, you know, career politician who can't who you just can't get out of there. You know, he's he shouldn't have done it. Um, I don't like that he did it. And I certainly wouldn't give him any committee assignments. Yeah. But, you know, the people there voted to represent him. And and hopefully hopefully mistake, he'll so. be a yes vote for conservative uh, propositions and bills. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll that's see. all we can hope for at this point with him. Because he's, he's going to keep his head down at this point. Ride it out, I hope. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time you get him out of there, I mean, let's, let's spend some time getting rid of people who are actually causing damage to the country. Well, you know? start at the top then. Yeah, I know, but so. uh, I'll I'll start for getting my orcas out of there. Yeah. So, um, well, you mentioned the infighting. I suppose we ought to get to the big story 
about uh, Steven Crowder fighting with Daily Wire. Yeah, I'm fr- I'm very frustrated by this. <laughs> and uh, why are you frustrated? Because the both of the sides, both sides want have talked about you know uh, not infighting with conservatives and taking it to taking it to the true enemy. And they've both both uh, Jeremy Boring, who is kind of what the co-founder of the Daily Wire with uh, with Ben Shapiro. Um, uh, no, I, or is he like he, the COO? I don't know what he is. He's, yeah, he's a he's big muckety muck. He's not the, he's not the founder of it. the founder. Some, uh, guy from Pennsylvania, I think who got big and All right. he's one of the, he's, he's like the second face of it. So the face is yeah. Ben Shapiro. The second face is Jeremy boring. He's kind of like the guy that does all the, uh, you know, the, but I don't behind think, the I don't think, I don't think Shapiro owns any of daily oh, wire. Okay. Um, I think he was just their big, their big headline. I didn't game. know that. I assumed he started it. So no, it turns out he didn't start it. He hmm. was just in on it. So I don't know whether or not he owns a percentage of it. Okay. If he does, it's a minority piece. Well, but, anyway, the whole thing yeah. is that the whole point was that these conservative um, companies were supposed to kind of, you know, try to get inroads into what the liberals are doing, which is, um, you know, just the culture, the culture side of things, you know, and, and, Stephen Crowder is the same way. He he is supposed to be, you know, the comedy and the and the um, um, you know skits and all that. Um, and Daily Wire is you know production for movies and for whatever. Uh, the one of the biggest documentaries that came out was uh, Matt Walsh's "What Is a Woman." Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they're that that they're openly you know, fighting about this stuff. It, it's frustrating to me. It's like this, this sounds to me like all kind of, this is the stuff that should have been done behind the scenes. And I get what Steven Crowder's trying to say. It's like big con. He's like, you guys are just basically turning into the, the all the worst parts of what, what the liberal um, studios do. And you're, 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 you're making it hard for uh, little creators to, uh, you know, to, to, to step into the big time. It's like, so, then they should figure out how to fucking hire a lawyer or read a contract and figure out how to negotiate that. I mean, I'm, I'm more on at this point, daily wire side on this than I am on Stephen. Crowder. And I like Stephen Crowder. So it's frustrating to me that he's doing this kind of stuff. And I'm probably going to hear other stuff that makes me frustrated with uh, daily wire too. But in, and at this point, it's like this shit should not have gotten to this point. Well, there were two things I saw recently that made me, um, made me look at this thing totally differently. And let me just say, I'm not on a side here because I don't think these are two different sides. I think they're having two completely different arguments. You know, one side is arguing about one thing and another side's arguing about another. And, uh, but I did see Steven Crowder on, uh, Tim pool's podcast last night. Um, and that was interesting. Yeah. I didn't get to see, I did not get to see that. Well, I got, I saw a couple clips of it. Yeah, I watched almost all of that, um, and that revealed some things. And Crowder was pretty fair in there. Like, you know, uh, um, Candace, uh, what's her name? Candace Owens. Candace Owens went after him, calling him a bitch and stuff like that. I mean, that was totally uncalled for. Um, and like Jeremy from The Quartering said, he goes, you know, she's she's telling him, oh, you're crying about millions of dollars and people have a hard time buying eggs and bacon and and Jeremy goes, yeah, you say with your $500 haircut and your multi-million dollar yeah, her, her hackles are up. She's feeling attacked. 
and yeah, uh, so she, she's she she's lashing out. Yeah, she does need to need to bite her tongue. And Crowder was classy. He said, "Look, you know, I." He goes, "I'm not going after anybody here." He says, "Now, there's going to be a point where I'm going to say, look, you keep sending three, four people at me. Pretty soon, you better send someone you don't expect back in one piece." He's just saying, I, "You know, I don't have a beef with anybody." Um, and his point was, well, the whole point of this was apparently, so Stephen Crowder's leaving the Blaze. He got offered contracts by more than one entity, and he said one of them bothered him because they offered him money and basically said, hey, look, we'll pay you X amount, and you have to produce, you know, two episodes a week or blah, 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 whatever it was. If you don't do that, you get fined uh, for that episode. Now, it's something like $100,000 because, you know, he's getting paid like $5 million a year kind of thing. It was $20 million over four years or something. So you don't produce an episode, you don't get paid. Fine. He didn't have a beef with that. And then they said, uh, and he goes, you know, we could argue about did they lowball me? Did I, you know, uh, did I ask for too much? Blah blah. blah which was Candace's point. And she's like, oh, he asked for a hundred million dollars. He's not worth that kind of stuff. Well, shut up. You know, you aren't there. Just stay out of it. So uh, Crowder said the part that bugged him was they said if you get a strike you're going to lose X amount of dollars. If you get banned off one of these platforms, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, you're going to lose X amount of dollars. They just keep finding him. And he goes, the fines wound up being 110% of what I would be making. And he goes, the problem I had with it is instead of just demonetizing me and saying, hey, you're not on YouTube, we'll produce your episode, but you don't get paid for your episode even if you're making it. He goes, they're getting paid from Mug Club which is his 300,000 followers who are paying. And, and merchandise. Yeah, they get all of his merchandise. They get his mailing list. They handle his uh, social media, blah, blah, blah. Right, blah, it sounded blah. shitty. Yeah, he was like, uh, that's too much. Now, Jordan Peterson's daughter, Michaela, who, um, who uh, did Jordan Peterson's deal, she came on and said, look, I don't have a problem with Steven. She goes... I just she goes, we're kind of sucked into this and she goes, I just wanna say from our end, we don't have a dog in this fight. And uh because Jordan Peterson had tweeted something in support of Crowder and then within forty eight hours it was taken down. Everybody says, Oh, he took it down because the Daily Wire told him to, and blah blah blah. And well, he's friends said, with, he's been friends with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, but he's also friends with uh Crowder. Yeah, more so, so Ben, I think. Probably. But anyway, so uh she came out and said uh, the Daily Wire asked us to not take it down. They said, because if we do, then it's just going to pour gas on this fire. Now, maybe that's not true, but that's what she's claiming. I don't have any reason to not believe her. And uh, so Jordan said, no, I'm just going to take it down. I just, you know, I want to be out of this. So um, she said, look, we didn't have any problem with their deal. Yes, they got our merchandising. Yes, they did all this. She goes, but they also gave us all this technical support and highly produced it and did it in ways that we couldn't have done. She goes, yes, we could have continued like we were and maybe made more money in the long run, but it was a lot more work for us. So we basically just did the balance thing and said, yeah, we want to do it this way, which Crowder could have done too. And that's what the wire is giving him shit over. They're saying, look at this is, this is, you know, a business deal. And we didn't offer him a contract. We sent him a term sheet, basically. Which saying, means Here's this our... is the opening salvo. You you come yes. back at us now. And so they're frustrated because he, sent, he took that and sort of took his ball and went and cried. Yeah. Well, first of all, he never mentioned Daily Wire in his original thing. 
and it could have been Fox News, it could have been The Blaze, it could have been Daily Wire, it could have been anybody. It, it was a narrow group of suspects. They said Epoch Times probably even, but he didn't name names. And he just said, what I'm frustrated about is that they're bowing to the left. They're saying, we're going to fight the left, we're going to do all this stuff. And they said, but if the left get, does strikes against you, we're going to ban you. And he is basically saying, I don't care about the money. He says, if you're going to fight, you got to fight. Right. But but he he's going after them saying, hey, you're basically doing the bidding of big tech by saying, if I get bans, then then I'm punished for it. Right. And the the problem is, and this is a clip I did see on, on Timcast when him and I can't remember the other guy that's from his show, but um, they were talking about they basically do the same thing. They need YouTube in order to kind of get the reach they need and they have to be very careful not to you know not to get banned off youtube because that will cut into their viewership and their subscriptions to the paywall so they have their mug club which is a paywall they do the youtube in order to entice people to go hey there's more that we can talk about that we can't talk about on youtube but if you come over to our mug club paywall we'll spend another hour talking about stuff that we really want to talk about and that's actually good business i get it it makes sense they don't want to get banned off youtube and and they they freely admit that crowder and whoever else produces the show they go do we do that because we don't want to get off off youtube well that's exactly what daily wire is saying they're, they're like we understand that you're that you're bringing customers in and we're paying you for that benefit and but if you severely limit your ability to bring customers in we have to limit the amount of money you can get yeah so i I just don't understand how this became public and and the only way i feel that it became public is that crowder wants to start a company wants to start something that he has people, you know, like Tim's Timcast is doing, and he's trying to get other pr- people under his wing, or and Crowder's trying to get other pr- uh, content providers under his wing so they can, you know, work out. And he wants to create his own kind of daily wire, which is fine. But it's not. It just feels to me like he's he's kind of trying to gin up controversy in order to, you know, to, to jumpstart his new venture. That's what it feels well, like. Yeah, and you could say that because he recorded a call with and Jeremy. That's bullshit. That, that's shitty too. What he did. Yeah, that was shitty too. Yeah. Um, but he also didn't name names in the beginning. He didn't come out and said Wire did this, and Wire came out and said that was us. You know, I think it was which, so obvious that they had to respond, though. Well, there were a lot of people saying, you know, it could be one of these four or five entities. So they could have left well enough alone. And, but when really when, when, when Stephen Crowder says big con is a problem. And and he's talking about the 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 top players in the game, which the Blaze, which is what he was part of, is one of them. Um, yeah, Daily Epoch Wire is another Times, one. When Fox he, News, Daily when Wire. When he says Big Con, he is putting them all together. He's not separating them. He's saying they're all part of the same deal. So right. no matter who did the deal with him, they're all tarred and feathered because they, he said they all do the same thing. Yeah, and you know only the entity that. Uh, knew for sure that it was them came out and said something though. I yeah. mean, nobody else. Did came you out see? And said, by the way, did you see the uh, video that? Uh, did you see the video that um, uh, Babylon B put out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, that was pretty funny. It was only about, about it was, a minute and yeah, ten seconds yeah, yeah. long. It, it was so. them that did it. You know. Yeah, they just said, "What was it like telling Daily Wire, hey, thanks for taking the heat for us?" And yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and so, yes, it was shitty that he recorded that call. Um, and he, you could say he probably wasn't, you know, well served by going out and complaining and everything. But I do think he's trying to be a principled guy and saying, look, we got to fight a certain way. 
and I'll I'll tie this into voting in a second, but if you watch the whole thing with Tim, Tim was like, you should do this on your own. Just go, I did it. And he's like, you're bigger than me. He goes, we get like yeah. 300,000 people to watch yeah. Our, yeah. our episodes. Yeah, Tim said, he hey, goes, the contract sounds shitty. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, he goes, we already have like half a million people watching with you here. He goes, this is like a highest rated episode ever. He goes, you could make millions of dollars. And Crowder was like, he just was like, dude, I don't have the energy for it. Yeah. He's like, I, I, I told it. myself at 40, I kind of want to be maybe done with this and sort of pass it on to somebody else. And, you know, he goes, do a couple things a week, like skits and all that. But he goes, I don't plan to produce a show the whole time. So, and he could be lying about that. But again, I'll take the man at his word. Um, that to me doesn't sound like somebody who wants to make this a thing so he can start a big company. He really didn't have, he, he sounded like, he's like, look, I don't have it in me to want to do all of that stuff. And Tim said, well, then you need a bigger company to do it. He's like, yeah, I understand. He's like, that's where I'm kind of stuck because the big company gets to hold all the rules and blah, blah, blah. Everybody gets that. And I think this is very similar to the fight we're having about voting right now. There are people in the Republican Party saying, damn it, you know, uh, this sucks that we keep getting beat. We just got to push harder and get the word out there and uh, because we can't cheat like they're cheating. And then there are people on the other side going, listen, if those are the rules of the game right now, if that's the rules we're playing with, we don't have to like them. But if we don't play by them, we're going to get beat. And I think that's the Daily Wire's point of view. Yeah, is like saying, yeah, we don't love it that YouTube and all that can throttle us, but we're a business and we need to make money. So sometimes we've got to ride a line. And I get that. And that's where I got frustrated with people like Tim Pool when they said, "Look, if you don't quit your job over stuff like this, then you're just a you know you're just a loser." And blah blah. It's easy for Tim to say that when he's making millions a year and can't be fired. Well, and you also know? there's a matter of some people have an innate ability or energy level that allows them to kind of drive for, forward and, you know, uh, no holds barred and get shit done. And there's other people that have, you know, you know, personality issues, uh, mental, you know, or energy, you know, whatever that can't do what these guys do. Well, it's the difference between like Gavin McGinnis says, some people have the, or what gene. Yeah. When someone says you better shut up and they go, or what? But Dennis Prager says, not everybody's a fighter, and that's okay. Not everybody gets up in the morning and goes, yeah, I can't wait to tackle this fucking day. I don't care what comes at me. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, ride it to submission. It's like not everybody's, people wake up and they go, fuck, I don't even want to get out of bed today. Well, it's like some people aren't soldiers. Most people aren't soldiers, but we should do the best we can to support the soldiers. Yeah, Prager says that. You know, that's Prager's point. He's yeah. like, some people aren't fighters, but that's okay. He goes, Su support the fighters, either monetarily or support their sponsors or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think that's a good point. And so, you know, Tim's backed off that stance a little bit on some things, but uh, he's even come out and said, well, I don't expect people to just quit your job and you got to put food on the table and stuff like that. But, you know, don't just go along with everything. And so he's backed off it. But I really think... I think what this comes down to with Crowder and The Wire, and like Larry Correa said, no wonder we can't get our shit together because we're fighting over this stuff, mm -hmm. which I wish we'd get beyond, like you were saying, is I really think they're, they're uh, arguing two different things. The Wire is trying to, to argue that this is business and this is how business has got to be done and we don't understand what you're all pissed about and why are you making a big deal out of this. 
And Crowder is saying, look, you got to have certain principles in the way you do this. And, you know, the wire's going, well, you can't, you know, stick totally to your principles if you're going to, you know, exist in this space. And, and I think Crowder intellectually gets that, but he's just frustrated by it, that he really thought he was going to take it to somebody and, you know, with, with the wire behind him. And they were just like, yeah, but you got to play by certain rules. Yeah. And that's something most adults kind of see. So I don't blame either side. I think they're just, just got to be done with this. Yeah. I don't Move necessarily on. blame either side. I am a, have a leaning more towards being irritated with Crowder over this because it just seemed unnecessary to, to get to this point. Um, so I, maybe you're right. Maybe he like, he's coming at it from a, from the right, you know, at it or the right, um, nothing nefarious, you know, he's, he's not being uh duplicitous and all in any of this, but, and he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's not, he's, he's, uh, he's frustrated and it's coming out and he's doing some underhanded shit like that, that secret recording of Jeremy boring. And, um, you know, putting out the redacted, uh, document, the, 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 the papers, uh, that, you know, would tend to lend people that have had dealings with daily wire to see the contract. Go, oh yeah. That was probably daily wire that did that. It's like he, he knew what he was doing and that's what frustrates me. And then like, uh, like they were saying, I think Tim pool brought it up. The fact that, uh, you know, big con something or other.com was registered like two months ago or something like that. So he's kind of planning on doing something to begin with. It's just like, it's, it, it, it's all starting to look a little sus, but on the other hand, I don't fucking care enough. I just want them to shut up and, and go back to doing what they're doing. And I will support both of them. Well, the big con thing, it, correlation is not causation. No, I know. So, I know, so but, I but it's all about looks. It's all about too. how it looks. And if this stuff comes out and keeps coming out like this, it's just going to look bad for him. I think more so than daily wire because more people are going to be, there's people that don't like Shapiro and on the right that are like, you know, fuck this fucking fuck. Everything he does is wrong. And, and whatever Crowder does is going to, people are going to, you know, get more, you know, dig their heels in on that side. I'm not, I'm not, I've never been like a, a fanboy of either side. So I just want to have them keep doing what they're doing, you know, and, and, yeah. and enjoy both of them at this point. I don't, even if it turns out that I take, I think one side's wrong, which I'm leaning towards being that Crowder has been wrong in this, even if it, and I'm open to having my mind changed, honestly, honestly. But if it turns out that Daily Wire might have been in the wrong on this, it's not enough for me to go, that's fucking egregious. I'm done with them. You know? Neither one of them I'm going to be like that. Yeah, and I think most people are doing what you're doing. They sort of started out with Crowder, and they're sort of, as more news comes out, they're kind of going over the wire and saying, I, I kind of with them, but, you know, let's just let it go. Yeah. I mean, enough is enough already. And the right has a real problem with this. The left never seems to. I mean, they do in the sense that they cut people loose real fast. You're in or you're out. Yeah. But the right seems to have this purity testing issue. I brought this up before. I mean, it just if somebody agrees with you 80% of the time, like Ronald Reagan says, then that person's your friend. And I think we keep expecting that in this we have to choose sides. We don't. We can just say, you're both kind of fucked up. Let's just let it go and move on. Yeah. It's not important. Yep. And a lot of people on the right are having a problem doing that. And because we're having this big fight about this stuff, we're not, and also because the media doesn't really report much on it, although they're starting to, the left is starting to infight now. I mean, forget all the Biden documents because they sure as hell are trying to, but do you see that Nancy Pelosi went after the governor in New York? 
Uh, no, did not. Yeah, she basically said, "Look, you didn't, you didn't handle all this stuff soon enough. You know, you didn't handle all this crime. So now the crime's out of control. This is kind of your fault. You should have done that. Huh. You know, and uh, you've got um, mayors of some of these towns where they're getting immigrants, just going, "Well, we got to send them to sanctuary cities," and the sanctuary cities are going, "Hey, wait a second. You know, we you keep them yourself." You know, yeah. and now, um, now New York is talking about sending New York City is talking about shipping them out to upstate New York, and and there's uh, these mayors in these upstate New York towns, which tend to be a little more Republican, saying, "Wait, if New York City can't handle ten thousand of these people, how do you expect us to handle a thousand of them?" Yep. You know, so it, it's really interesting where this stuff is going, but. I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a, starting to be a lot of pushback on stuff, and um, I think this is this is good. I saw a statistic the other day that said uh, in Minnesota that one in six kids during the pandemic switched schools, which blew my mind. One in six. I would have bet it was one in twenty. Hmm. And uh, you know they left for all sorts of reasons, but I'm going to guess mostly pandemic and curriculum, and. Uh, you know, they've moved on to charter schools and all this. And now I think it was Iowa just passed a law that said the money follows the kid. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the beginning of your school choice and the uh, start of the downfall of the teachers union. Like I have been saying on record on this podcast for a couple of years now, was going to happen. Right. Well, what needs to happen ultimately is we need to have this battle between meritocracy and equity uh, finished with a with a decisive victory for meritocracy, and yeah. and and there has to be no no quarter given on this. It's got to be uh, equity is done. We are done even talking about it. It's all about you produce, and if you don't produce, you don't get the benefits of somebody who does produce. You don't get the you know the support of somebody who does produce, and you figure out how to produce. And if you don't, you 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 fold up and you're done. You don't get, you don't, you know, equity has got to be out of the equation and, and we've got to have a decisive win in that front. We're done with this shit. Yeah. And equity, equity is the, for people that don't know, and I'm sure they do, but I'm going to talk down to people. You know what that means, Rooster? I'm condescending. Mm. So, oh, okay. The, there's a word, there's a word for that. Yes. I'm condescending. And that means okay. I'm talking down to people, Rooster. Um, yeah, you screwed up that joke at first. I did. So, <laughs> but uh, my brain's going very fast right now because uh, it's lubricated with uh, old granddad whiskey. <laughs> uh, okay. Trademark. Um, so, uh, yeah. So equity is is saying that people don't have don't start from the same starting point. So you have to give the advantage to the people who don't have the initial advantage. You have to give them something to make it equal. So that's that's equity right there. It's not about um, it's about uh, uh, what uh, equality of what the, it's not the equality of what you get. It's the equality of outcome that they're important well, that they f find important. Well, and this is one thing that frustrates me. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast um, before, but if we did, I'm going to talk about it again. You know, I get frustrated with people like Joe Rogan as much as I'm a big fan who keeps saying, I'm on the left. There's a few things I'm on the right, but I'm on the left, and the left is all messed up, and we need to talk about it. And I think, no, Joe, you really are on the right. And he made an argument with um, in that Peter Zian uh, thing about maybe it wasn't with him. So somebody else talking about uh, – 
you know, the old Republican saying is, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And he goes, man, we don't all start from the same place. Some people don't even have boots. And my point is, it's an old, tired thing to think that all Republicans think everybody starts from the same place and you just work hard and you just uh, you get out of it. And uh, we got to get rid of welfare because of that. And that's just that's the straw man. It's bullshit because we're not saying that people don't need help. And that and we we're not shouldn't saying everybody starts in the same right. place. And, and we're saying, guess what? The government's not the fucking entity to do that. It's charity. It's churches. It's 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 local stuff. It's not. That's what we're talking about. We're, we understand or we recognize that that people don't start out the same, and that people need help. And 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 and, and we're not going to just abandon everybody in the side of the road if who's suffering. You know, it's bullshit. Well, and it's you know it's it's frustrating, and I mentioned this before, but it's a generational thing. You know, people look at you know, my family and where I am. And they say, geez, you've got it pretty good. It's like, yeah, it took my family four generations of working hard to get here, Mm -hmm. you know? And so people will say like, well, why can't I have what you have? And just want to go, you want to look at these people and say, I got to be honest with you because every generation in your family has been shitty. You know, nobody's ever wanted to work and get out of it. And no, or or sacrifice or sacrifice for their kids. Right. I had ancestors who were in your position who said, I got to make it better for my kids. They didn't do the what about me stuff. And if you can't get past the what about me, you know, you're never going to get out of that. And if you're living for you and not your kids, you know, and yeah, you got to take care of yourself. But my job as a parent is to one, make sure I don't raise shitty kids. And two, that their life is a little better than mine. And maybe that means they go to a better school or they save more money or something because you reach a point and this is why people get confused with capitalism. Capitalism is not just a economic philosophy, but it is first and foremost a moral philosophy. It is about how to conduct yourself. And it's not until you get people with disposable income because they've worked hard that they start contributing to charities and you know, making the lives better of the people around yeah. them because they aren't living hand to mouth anymore. Yeah. If, if everybody's living hand to mouth, then the person that um, gets sick or falls by the wayside or gets crippled, can't help themselves. There other people are too worried about taking care of themselves and their family. At that point, that person's going to just live in the gutter until they die. So you got to yeah. have, you got to have people that have above means above and beyond to help those other people. Otherwise, every, the, those people are fucked. Yeah, and what, what the government does is they come and they start taking it from people. Yeah. And so what do people do? They start saying, well, if they're going to take it from me, I better find out a way to protect it somehow. And that's when you get these or, mutations of capitalism. Or not work so good. hard because what the fuck? I don't have any impetus, any reason, because I'm not going to better myself. So uh, I'll just I'll just uh, you know do the bare minimum to get by and, uh, and, and no innovation, nothing at that point. It's just stagnant. Yeah, so I get frustrated with people, and I think Tim Pool was like this. They look at themselves and say, well, I'm on the left, but I disagree with a lot of things the left does. I'm like, no, you're on the right. Yeah. It's just that you have painted this caricature of what the right yeah, is. What you should say, like him and Rogan should say, yeah, I'm on the right. There's a couple things that, that are considered part of the right that, uh, that I might not be you know, on board with, but I'm on the right. Like Joe Rogan's all about doing the psychedelics and shit. Well, a lot of people on the right like, are probably going, eh. That's not cool, but it's still, it's still, he's still on the right, even though he does weird psychedelics and stuff. And it's like, well, that's not my jam, but as a, as a guy on the right, I'm like, you do you, 
You're not you're not forcing it on kids or anything, are you? Okay, then fine. Keep it keep it to yourself. Fuck off. <laughs> but Rogan will sit there and be like, "Okay, I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm pro freedom of speech. I'm very hardcore on those two things, and I'm very hardcore on work hard, make money. You know, do well for you and those around you, and be charitable with it." Because despite what the left says, the right statistically is far yeah. more charitable. And don't force others to be charitable because that's not right. charity. So he'll take all that stuff and then he'll go, but you know, I, uh, I'm pro-choice and uh, I'm not one of those, you know, old white guy Republican sort of types. So then he'll say he's on the left. It's like, dude, 80% of what you just said puts yeah. you on the right. Yeah. You know, and I think he's sort of having a come to Jesus moment over that slowly it's getting there. But I mean, when a guy like him bails on California and moves to Texas and, you know, and then says, I don't care who it is that I have to vote for, but I want it to stay like this. I mean, those are, those are big time. And then admitting that it's basically Republicans who make Texas great. Yeah. You know, those are big time. And the guy like that will still say, but I'm on the left. It's like, no, dude, you're not. I mean, I give Tim Pool credit for saying, yeah, I'm on the right now. Or a sticks, hex, and hammer kind of person saying, yeah, I'm over here now. Yeah. So. Well, we got a little time left, and uh, it's going to be a shitty story. So a uh, little uh, trigger warning here. We're going to talk about these uh, this gay couple that adopted boys and molested them and pimped them out to other pedos. Ugh. Yeah, so I don't want to talk about this story, but the reason I kind of want to talk about it, it, I have to talk, feel like I have to, is because I, I just today in my day-to-day business, I asked a few people if they heard about this story, and they said no. And it really pisses me off that the mainstream media can pick and choose what what we what what kind of shit we see, and 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 that the the um, pervert community gets basically kid gloves, you know. Like yeah. if you're part of the pervert community, then you get you get protected from. Now you're gonna put gay people in the pervert community, right? LGBTQIA plus because they because they refuse to be apart from it. So sure, you're gonna be part of it unless you unless you start coming out and saying I'm not part of the rest of that bullshit. Well, I mean, I don't have I don't have any problem with gay people. I don't all. either. Generally it's speaking, when, it's when they start like buying into all this intersectionality and everything. Right. I mean, there's, there's levels to everything. Everybody fucking sins. Everybody does stuff they're not supposed to do. And in you, and you have to go, Hey, I'm doing some bad shit. I, or I've done some bad shit in my life. I don't want to do that bad shit in my life. I want to be a better person. Um, the problem with the, the QIA plus part of, of the equation is they're proud of their bullshit. They're proud of their perversion and their degeneracy. And I'm, I'm, I'm not having it. If you're gay and lesbian and you're part of that and you say, I have to be in solidarity with the fucking freak show, then you're part of the problem. See, the way uh, now Dave Chappelle did a joke on this, but Owen Benjamin did the joke first um, about the LGBTQ stuff. And he's like, look, it all came. It all started. uh, It all started with the B's. That was the problem. Yeah. Nobody had a problem with the L's and the G's. And he goes, we got to the B's and then he got to the C, the T's and it just went crazy. And so for me, it's like, I don't have a problem with any gay couples, even if they adopt kids, as long as they take care of them and all that stuff. But when they start going, yeah, drag queen story hour makes sense to me. I'm just, I'm like, okay, now you're part of the problem. Well, the reason I think this story is important is because guys like this 
believed that they had a certain amount of immunity and that they were going to have, you know, a cloak of invisibility because of their status as part of the LGBTQIA community, you know, and, you know, out and proud and, you know, you can't come after them because the gay mafia and stuff like that. And it's like these, okay. So what happened was these two guys, wealthy gay Atlanta couple couple has been charged with sodomizing their two adoptive sons now nine and 11 as well oh as distributing God. homemade child porn of their sexual abuse and pipping them out to nearby pedophiles and uh i initially heard that it wasn't just nearby pedophiles it was some sort of uh lgbtqia pedophile group you know so um story broke last august but now for the this is from uh wake up right uh but for the first time we're learning the unbelievably evil details thanks to investigative reporting from town hall so the details and i'm not i might actually not even say some of this stuff because it's, yeah, it's, it's disgusting and it makes me so fucking angry i mean like it, it makes me full of rage so zachary zulak and his husband william dale zulak jr were affluent, well-known LGBT activists in the Atlanta area who adopted their two sons through a Christian special needs adoption agency. And the reason these kids were considered special needs, I guess, is because they were brothers. Okay. And it's harder to adopt, um, you know, siblings, yeah. I guess. So in August, the pair were arrested and admitted to a slew of despicable crimes and... Um, if if you want to know what it is, just if you say a word, it, they've done it, you know, like when it comes to this kind of shit. Um, so they distributed the, the videos they made with their kids and um, they with with men they met on Grindr and Snapchat. One of the men who received the videos, Hunter Clay Lawless, who has been arrested, described how Zachary Zulak messaged him saying, now this part I'm going to say because this is kind of how blatant they are about it. He messaged him saying, quote, I'm going to F my, and he used the whole word, I'm going to F my son tonight, stand by, unquote. Ugh. Um, this is pure fucking evil. Pure evil. They pimped out their sons according to indictment documents. The Zulek men solicited two men to perform an act of prostitution with their child that suffered phys physical injuries from being brutally, you know, yep. whatever. So your point in bringing this up is not necessarily to go after the no, fact that they no, were gay, nope. but say that because they're gay, they're getting cover for this. Right. That's what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying just because two men are in a gay relationship that they're automatically you sus, that they're going to, you, know, you have to think they're pedophiles. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this whole drive to um, celebrate and uh, uh, um, promote the the excesses of sexual perversion is what's causing this stuff to be where these guys go i don't have a fear of what's of what i'm doing here what matt walsh said is true i i watched matt walsh's video when he talked about this and he was he was completely pissed off too like me and he goes look regardless of what you think about the death penalty these guys deserve the death penalty and the thing oh, is God, they've no. got nine fucking they've got nine um they're, they're looking at like nine life sentences he goes if you have more than one life sentences why not just take the next step and he goes yeah. and he goes he wants them to take them out in public and and make it humiliating and say hey anybody else out there you see what these guys did you see what's happening to them you do that you're going to get what's happening to them tenfold yeah, you know, and, and it's a, it's a deterrent and it's justice, two different things. Deterrent factor is hey, 
you think about doing this, you're going to get your, you're going to get, you know, it's going to be a, a, a measure of torture, basically either, either emotional or physical torture before you die. And Ugh. do you feel like, do you feel like you're going to, you're going to have en- enough um, enjoyment out of your, your base d- debased acts to, 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 to warrant the fact that you might be, you know, uh, tortured before you die? Or, or do you think maybe you should, you know, should, you should keep it in your pants. And, and I think the deterrent aspect of it is important for society for this kind of stuff and yeah. the fact that they're hiding it and the media is not talking about it is giving cover to the fucking freak shows and people go well straight people do this too straight people have children and they abuse them yes they do yes they do yeah, and it's, it's not good news. and it's not good and it becomes a huge story and people don't try to suppress it and hide it yeah because they're worried that it'll put paint gay people in a bad light. Right. Or it'll paint. Yeah. They don't put that on go, well, straight, straight couples that have children are you're just going to make them look bad. So we can't talk about this. Yep. Exactly. Nobody does that. Nobody thinks that way. And that's the problem I'm having with the, uh, with the, uh, degenerate community. And I'm not, I'm not saying that lightly because we talked about this before, you know? Yeah. The, the sexual deviant community, it has to stop. And I'm and I'm not I'm I'm saying if you're part if you're a gay couple or a lesbian couple couple, then you need to divorce yourself from this um, from the rest of the alphabet. You really do, and you need to say, hey, we're not part of that. We're just trying to live our lives, and and we're doing the best we can with what we got. You know, we, we yeah, you know, and, and and I'd be like, yeah, I'm 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 cool with that. Well, with that, we got to wrap up. Yep. So, so on, the, on that uh, high note. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave you on that uplifting note. So if yeah. you're trying to get a hold of us, best way to do it is through Facebook. I post on there almost every day, share lots of stuff. Um, so if you want to interact with us, that's the best way to do it. If you have any story ideas, uh, guest ideas, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. So uh, find us there at Bread and Circuses Podcast on Facebook. See you, bye.